This is a 38 Medicine production. So welcome to another episode of Successful and Single. My name is J1. I am director of hip hop for Pandora, Sirius XM Pandora director, uh, program director. I'm educated. I'm a homeowner. I got good credit, no kids, and I am single. And that's what we're here to discuss, <laughs> why so many men and women like myself are single out here. And there's nothing wrong with being single. We're not bashing it. We're not bitter about it. We just having conversations so we can explore and get a better understanding of like what's going on and help other people in the process. Let other successful single people out there know that they're not alone. And uh, that's what what we're going to talk about today. And that's what brings me to my my guest today. Somebody I've known for two years and I think just that she's an incredible dope person and she's just doing great things for the city of Atlanta. But I'm going to let her go ahead and introduce herself. So... Go ahead, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> ma'am, you made me sound old. That's why I'm single. No, I'm just joking. Um, I am Crystal Garner. I go by KG, currently the general manager for Trap Music Museum, as well as so many other things around the city. I'm SVP of BAM Creative. Have a lot of dope things going on. Done a lot of dope things prior to even Atlanta. You know, New York City was very heavy in the beverage, entertainment, uh, event coordination industry just working my butt off but you know i'm excited to be in a city where you can work your butt off and actually really get somewhere really far kind of quicker because new york city is really that city of if you make it there you can make it anywhere when you go to other places you have that hustle in you so here two and a half years in atlanta been doing a lot done a lot i feel like i've been here for 10 years already with the amount of things that i've done already and and you are single Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Funny story. When I got here, I wasn't. Oh, okay. I was in a whole relationship. But, you know, when you get to a new city, um, well, maybe you don't know, but I learned quickly. I've never lived in a new city and moving to a new city and trying to make friends, trying to network a new job, a new career. You're trying to make sure that you show who you are and that you earn, you know, your keep. And I just was super focused on my new place in life versus the long distance relationship. So it just did not pan out the way I wanted it to. Mm. And people always said that, you know, my team love y'all, but y'all were rude. Shout out to Groundsel. My whole team was like, oh yeah, you have a boyfriend. Yeah, that won't last. And I was like, okay, why would y'all say that? Speak negativity in my life. But it's true. It didn't last. Um, Made it through like maybe a half a year or so since when I got here. (laughs) This is done. I mean, so what what happened though? Like, did y'all just fall out of love or something like that, or did something go go wrong, or did you happen? happen? (laughs) I happened. Um, I definitely leveled up, and I made myself a priority. I know when I got in my relationship, I was on the come up and trying to figure it out and still hustling and and having a whole bunch of different things that I wanted to do. But I still was on a come up to coming into a place where I had a really good set salary, a really good title position and an opportunity to continue to grow. Mm. And sometimes that intimidates people. Also, he is in a fraternity. And at the same time, (laughs) his chapter got reactivated while I relocated and his focus was more so traveling all the way to New York City, mind you, lived in D.C., to Rochester at that, actually. He was traveling past New York City to go be there for his new boys, 
but barely came to Atlanta to see his amazing girl. So, you know, that you, I understand Mm -hmm. and I was cool with it, but I didn't realize how much it affected me because I had so much going on and I needed to have someone there. I moved to Atlanta with no one. I have no family, no friends here. So I needed someone and I couldn't even get my own little boyfriend to fly down to Atlanta because he was up there hazing some little boys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hazing is is illegal so. oh yeah excuse me so um, doing the intake process yeah, that's during what we're gonna their, call it their MIP you know membership intake it, process you know for, shout out to Alpha Cap Alpha Sorority Incorporated First and Finest we're a non-hazing organization exactly you know spring on nine in the building oh head but um. <laughs> <laughs> same as Cap Alpha side we are a non-hazing exactly. organization now yeah. how long ago was this um this is when I got here so this is 2019 2019 okay so about two years ago Yep, about two years ago. Yep. Okay, okay, okay. So you're currently single now. Absolutely. And this is the question I, I usually hate getting asked, but <laughs> I always have to ask it for the purpose of this podcast. Why are you single? Um, I'm single because Atlanta just don't, you know, really have many people that are interested in not being single. It's like, I feel like this is really the land of, can I eat my cake and have it too? It's, wow. it's really frustrating. But, you know, it's hard to find single people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the key thing i mean people have tried to talk to me but most of them are married so wow yeah it's very interesting um the dynamic and i, th- I did meet someone out and they were single mm-hmm. and they were engulfed in their work like myself so i was okay. like okay this might be something here right we hung out one time we watched a basketball game bowl is life that's the way to my heart and then he ghosted me after i have no idea why Maybe I was too chill. Maybe I'm too intelligent. I don't know. Intimidated. I hear that all the time. Hate hearing that. Word of word of uh, rule of thumb. If you go in my DM and you say, hey, I would love to talk to you, but you're intimidating. I don't want to talk to you. I really hate that word. <laughs> I really hate why, that why word. Do you, why do you think men find you intimidating, though? Because I actually have my stuff together. Mm. Um, I think... You know, oftentimes, and this is just history, you know, and just society itself, women, you know, always were either, you know, taking care of home and family and not often were going after what they wanted to go after in their dreams. And they always sacrificed for home and family and husband. And then it's transitioned and just elevated over time. But some women are still in the more modern version of it, i.e., You know, how they be out at the parties, you know, (laughs) (laughs) at the clubs, at the strip clubs. And, you know, they're more so like, okay, I'm just here trying to get saved and I'm not trying to get saved. I'm trying to build and connect and, you know, build an empire with someone. And I oftentimes I wonder if that's a threat to some people. They just want something simple. There are guys out there that do feel empowered when they feel like they have more control over their women exactly so, you said it you you, yeah. you you know how to say it because this is your podcast so you said- I, I know i know i know how to say it the pc way exactly i've never really subscribed to that i i've always been into can't we be barack and michelle exactly. or jay-z and beyonce exactly but there are guys out there that they want to have whatever type of control whether it's mental financial exactly. or however you you say it but back to the person that quote-unquote ghosted you did, <laughs> let, let me ask you this did you hit him up and he just didn't respond or were you waiting for him to reach out to you absolutely not so 
normally I'm the type of person, and in, honestly, in my 20s, I'll say that. Because okay. in my 30s, I'm not that person. But in my 20s, I always felt like I didn't have to, you know, push. Like, if you were interested in me, you should kind of court me or try to, you know, talk to me. Sure. But this time around, I was like, okay, obviously, insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. And that's, that's right. not working for you, sis. So what can you do differently? So what I did differently was... I actually was more proactive in a conversation. Mm -hmm. I know men are uh, very visual creatures. So often I would send like videos of like, this is what I'm doing. Look at me at work. You know, I'm so tired. I'm always on my laptop, you know, or, but I was always cute, by the way. I wasn't looking tired. I didn't look tired, but I'm going to say, oh, I'm like, oh, what was me? I'm so tired. Long day. But I'm looking like this. But yeah, so I was very proactive. So yes, to your question at the, the, the ghosted part was, I think I could tell you the exact moment. Okay. So <laughs> the irony is we were talking about DMX the same time that he first went to the hospital, right? Which is crazy. We didn't know till the next day. Right. But that was the last time. That was the time we hung out. The one time we were talking about DMX versus uh, Snoop, the verses, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, DMX won. And everybody in Atlanta swears Snoop won. And we like going back and forth. And he was like, yeah, but I feel like DMX did a great job. And crazy enough. The next day, we found out about DMX. So I sent the article. I said, that's crazy. We were talking about DMX the same time that he went to the hospital. Mm. And he's like, dang, it's crazy. Simple answer. Cool. Then I watched the Gonzaga game, right? Mm -hmm. The the one that they did really good and not the one. <laughs> but the one that everybody's like, oh, snap, they won. And yeah, that game was like right the semi semis or whatever. Can't think right now. But we were, I was watching that game on my own. And I wrote a message like, oh, my God, I hope you're watching this game because he's into basketball like myself. Yeah. He did not respond. Okay. And then I wrote again, maybe a couple days later, hey, checking in, are you good? And no, nothing again. No and I was response. like, all right. Okay. Mind you, I sent a video like, like, hey, working, okay. are you good? That, that does constitute ghosting. I, I was I, ghosted. I, 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 I got, I, I got to, I have to investigate the situation because people say, <laughs> oh, I got ghosted. I'm like, okay, was it really ghosting or did you not reach out? And then the other person didn't reach out. So y'all kind of mutually ghosted each other, but no, you know, I was ghosted, um, <laughs> but I ran into him recently, which is funny. Oh, was it, was it a good experience? Was it awkward? Or it was awkward it... for him. Not for me. Cause I looked amazing. Yeah. Um, and he was just like, damn. <laughs> and he was there with someone that, uh, it was very interesting. So I go to this spot called Cuckoo room on Tuesdays. Right. You okay. know what I'm saying? That's the vibe. And it reopened, so I was going. But I got there a little early because my D.C. friends were in town. So I'm there, and it's like two weeks ago. I haven't seen this band or heard from this band in like four <laughs> weeks or whatever. And I just wore, randomly, and this guy doesn't go out, but he probably didn't expect me to be there because prior to Cuckoo's Turnip, they do like this weird karaoke thing. Mm. And I was like, well, my bartender's down there. I want to drink. My friend's upstairs smoking hookah. And I was like, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm walking downstairs and I like turn and he's standing there and it's like a whole like five second stare of like, oh, wow. Hey. And then I was like, hey. And then I like went over and gave him up. He's like, hey. He's like, oh, I'm here with my homie there in the bathroom. And I was like, okay. I didn't ask, but okay. And then I was like, okay. And I went to the bar and then his girl walks past. Ooh. <laughs> And he just like kept like being awkward when she walks up. She keeps looking back. And my homeboy's there. He's like, is that the guy that goes to you? Because you're never awkward around people. I said, yeah, that's definitely the guy that goes to me. <laughs> and he's like, are you good? Do you need me to walk away? I don't want to look like I, I was like, yeah, no, no, yeah, you're yeah. fine. You're fine. So then he finally eventually um, walks out. But to tell you about the girl, and this is why I say dating in Atlanta is very interesting. Mm. She was one, of course, not of my hue or his hue. Where me and him are the same hue. She was not of our hue. Mm. And she had, you know, a, the most perfect body that can be bought in mm. a doctor's office. So I said, oh, okay. 
all right, well, you know, maybe, like I said, you know, intimidated because I'm intellectual and I'm just natural. Right. Um, and he probably wanted, you know, the Kim K's of the world. So, yeah. Well, his loss. Yes, uh, sir. <laughs> working, working in the industry that we work in, it could be Ugh, very challenging dating because of our schedules. Yeah. People not understanding what we do. So I always ask the question, especially to those of us that know what it is to, to work in entertainment and stuff. Mm. Would you prefer dating somebody who is inside the industry or is outside the industry? I go back and forth with this all the time, <laughs> but I think I'm leaning one way, but I want you to answer first. It's so weird because it's like, this is deja vu and it's always like, it, it's something that's repetitive. It's like, when you're in college, do you date somebody on campus or do you date somebody off campus? <laughs> you know, when you pledge your sorority or fraternity, do you date somebody that's Greek? Do you date somebody that's not Greek? Mm. You know, so it's just, it's constantly being reinvented of, you know, who to deal, deal with or not. I don't really have a preference um, because I feel like that kind of, narrows the already narrow list down mm, yeah <laughs> so it's not really a preference thing it's more of an availability and things that i'm not wavering on thing mm -hmm. you know i have certain things about me that are literally no goals like i if you smoke cigarettes it's a deal breaker yeah, you know yeah, like there's yeah, just yeah, certain yeah. things people still i love you mom sorry uh <laughs> but you know because you're old i'll just talk in my age group if you smoke it like what's up bro i was about to say people still do that yeah. in our age and group. our age group is kind of or younger that's even weirder i'm like wow so there's certain deal breakers that i can't get over and i'm willing to be alone if that means i have to be alone because i have these deal breakers but I don't have a preference. I just prefer for them not to be married. Um, wow. <laughs> the entertainment industry is pretty interesting, though, because at least you kind of understand the world we're in. Not more so, oh, the work schedule. But it's the world we're in. Right. The people we're around. And what I found in my last relationship, it was going cool. But I think he was also a little intimidated that now he's seeing me, even though I always was around celebrities because I worked in the spirits industry. Right. It's a little bit different now that I'm in studio spaces or I have to go to a meeting at a strip club. You know, it's a little bit different right, but, now. But, but, but that's normal stuff. If Ex you're in the industry, exactly. you understand that. Exactly. So, you know, maybe there is a human that's not in that in, in our industry that understands that. Then that's fine. But honestly, the jealousy part. I think it's important for someone that can understand that I, I'm not at the strip club at 3 a.m. because I want to. It's because my boss <laughs> said I need to be here for right. this conversation. <laughs> and even though I may be next to Drake, uh, Drake is not checking for me, okay? So <laughs> don't be jealous. <laughs> Too funny. I think it's, it's challenging both ways because, yes, like you said, people outside the industry, they're either intimidated by it, they don't understand the hours that we work or the places yep. that we have to go or the people that we're around. But at the same time, my hesitation with dating in the industry is if it goes wrong, you everybody know, knows. Everybody girl. knows, and then it's it's a very small circle. Yep. So either you're going to run into the person at an event yep. or you're going to have to do some type of business with them. Exactly. And depending on like how the separation or how it went down, like if it wasn't in a good way or a uh, positive way, that sucks. That could be bad just for future business and just future social events. So that that's my hesitation. I mean, <laughs> yes, I, I, but I don't have, I mean, my most recent ex is probably the only one okay. out, of, out, out of the people that I've dated in my life that I don't have a relationship with. Um, we kind of ended bad, but everybody else, I mean, even though we ended, I'm pretty cool with. And if I see them, 
You know, it's, it's no bad blood. I mean, I don't like to have that on my heart and my soul. So I know eventually I got to, you know, forgive my ex. Um, but <laughs> it'll happen soon. But, you know, I, my mom knows. My mom's in the room. Sorry. My mom knows. When I go to, when I go through a breakup, I go through a breakup. I'm one of those girls. Like, if I put my, if I'm in a relationship, I put my all in, mm-hmm. whether they believe I did or didn't. But to me, my spare time is my all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if I, or if I, you know, make time, it's my all. So for me, when that part gets taken away, it's like, oh man. And I really get that, don't talk to me. I'm <laughs> under my covers. <laughs> Uh, in mode and I'm praying and reflecting and what could have been done differently. So I'm that type of person. I'm not good at a breakup. It takes me a long while to get over it. Because the dating pool is as small as it is, like you explained, especially here in Atlanta. ATL. Do you feel like you you sometimes have to lower your standards or your expectations (laughs) when it comes to dating men? Prime, Prime example, you're doing very well for yourself. Would you date a man who is not as financially stable as you? Oh, man, that's an intense question. I haven't had to answer that one yet in life. Okay. Like, it's always been the other way around. Um, to be the breadwinner now is, like, super weird. Um, and Not like, necessarily also, the breadwinner. Just, well, status as well. Yeah, like status. just saying, okay, you drive a nice car, but let's say he's yeah, in a 2005 Honda. Okay. But it's paid for. <laughs> you had to have the, but, the, but it's paid for. You know... If I was in a different in a different city, because I feel that Atlanta is super materialistic when it comes to the industry. Mm. So, I mean, my first year, I was still was driving my 2013 Hyundai Sonata, pulling up to the museum, pulling up to meetings, and my team is like, "You make enough money to have a better car," and I'm like, I, "That's that's just I'm from New York. I'm used to a Metro car. That's right. The fact that I even had a car in New York, I was popping. So you're telling me now <laughs> right. that I drove my car here, I got to get a different car." But then when I started to realize how differently people would treat me versus other counterparts because of the way they pulled up to an, a meeting or an event, I was like, okay, I got to understand I'm in a different market. Mm-hmm. So for me, for this market and what I've built and now that I've gotten a different car, but hey, smart about it. My credit got better. So the car notes the same. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I didn't really right. make a lifestyle change. It's just my credit got better. Right. Um, so for me, it's like if I took the time out to build myself to a place where I'm still comfortable, then whoever I'm with needs to kind of compliment that. Now, if they're driving a Hyundai because that's their choice, fine. But if they're, I mean, a Honda just because of their choice. But if, sorry, if I ever have the opportunity to work with these brands, know that I'm not bashing y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we said the 2005 Honda. Yeah, yeah, We, we yeah, didn't yeah. say like a brand new okay, one because okay, a brand okay, new okay. one's kind of nice. Exactly. <laughs> what he said, what Jay was said. Um... But if this is by choice and we, you know, then fine. But if it's because of, you know, not, you're not managing your money correctly or, you know, uh, you're not going at the opportunity that you can possibly achieve because of who you are as a person. Like I would the type of person that I would attract and date mentally wouldn't have to be driving that type of car, mm. if that makes sense. So what if. OK, throwing a scenario out there. <laughs> Let's say he, he's a firefighter. Awesome. Very noble profession. Uh-huh. They make decent money, but not like six figures or anything like that. Nice pension. Probably has a, a nice house or something, but nothing extravagant. 
and he's cool with being a firefighter. That's what he loves. That's what he likes to do. Doesn't really have any ambitions outside of that. See, you, you lost me right there. Ooh, it's the okay. ambitions outside of that. I can't <laughs> do that. Okay. You know, because, I mean, I really believe in my heart that I'm meant to be a part of this whole movement that we're going through of creating generational wealth for our people. That's right. And generational wealth is not going to be which is being okay with having that check to check. It's going to be what am I good at that I can contribute to the world. So whoever I date has to have that ambition. And, you know, that's something that I already did. Okay, I don't know if you ever read this blog, 443. That was about the album 444. Mm -hmm. There was this blog, and it just talked about how women, we often build a man to a point, and then we may go through something and break up, and then they'll get with the next woman and be that perfect 444 for them. And that's unfair. And I feel like in my last relationship, and it's funny, I was just telling my mom this in a car, I literally built my ex into who he is today and he, he will never deny that you know but he was normally he's an engineer still solid you know career good money all sure, that yeah great credit we was about to get a tesla great credit we got you know the high rise at the uh handover we was about to move in there when he was relocating all that but when i met him he, he used to look crazy when he used to walk outside you know and it's like one of those movies, one of those black movies, you know, like you fix them up and then they just walk away. But no, no, no. I, what you was know, it? Uh, Tuka played that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. That's literally, it's like I helped him. <laughs> Who played that know? guy? Bobby Brown, I think, played that <laughs> Something. guy. And she cleaned him up. All, so that's, I mean, that's kind of what I did. Our, we dated twice. That's what I did our first relationship because he had it in him, but I brought it out. But to be honest, I really took the time out to pull out his passions. Mm -hmm. So like at the latter part of our relationship, he launched a paint and sip because he's an artist and he never thought he could do that. So then he was like bar hopping, paint and sip, really dope wow. concept. Um, and then uh, everything that was happening with Black Lives Matter and he's in a corporate company, a top corporate company. They talked about doing stuff and he kind of, he because of the way I pushed him, he kind of talked back like, okay, you guys are talking about this. So what are you physically going to actually do? That's right. And now he's a part of the diversity and inclusion program that didn't even have someone that looked like his hue in it. And now he speaks to like the CEO of his company. Yeah. But he never would have did these things if it wasn't for me pushing him to say, you you have this in you. You could do more than this. And he was okay with just being an engineer. But I pulled that out of him. And I'm not, that was six years of back and forth, like six years of two times of us dating total. Wow. There was a gap. There was a four-year gap, but okay. six years total. And I don't know if I have the mental capacity or if my ovaries <laughs> have the time to do that again for a man. Okay? Like, I don't know if I can do that again. So how, how long do you think you should talk to a person before getting into an actual relationship? <sighs> oh, they, I, honestly, there's no time limit on me, for me because I'm the type of person that could be in love at first sight. Right. I'll be like, okay, we go together. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as long as we're able to have a genuine friendship, and I think that's why my relationships always are cool at the end of it. That's right. Is because they're like, you're really like my homeboy, which I also hate when people do that. Mm. All my male friends accidentally call me their homeboy. <laughs> yes, I'm cool. Yes, I play basketball. I watch basketball. Like I'm chill, but. I am a woman. <laughs> yes, I'm cool, but I'm grown. I like to be courted as well. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. yes, I'm cool with the Netflix and chill, but I also like to get dressed and get wine and dine. But, you know, I'm just that chill enough that after my relationships, I'm still cool with everybody. That's real. I, I, I think that's a good answer because sometimes we'll either we'll go too fast or we'll go too slow yep. and we'll or we'll put a some sort of time stamp on it. 90 day rule. 90 day rule, <laughs> however long. And I've been guilty of it on both sides, yep. but I've seen relationships work 
where people have gotten into it after a short period of time. Yep. And I've seen relationships fail where people have dated for years. Exactly. Get married and then divorced in two years. I'm like, how, y'all divor- was together for 17 years. Y'all was the, exactly. <laughs> y'all were in college together, after college, grad yep. school, then yep. to get married and for whatever reason it falls apart. So I, I, I feel that is a, a great answer and a great approach. What is your thoughts on, on social media in dating? Has it hurt or helped dating overall? It's Oh, has it helped or hurt dating overall? Yes. I think it's done both. Yeah. It's helped dating overall because you can see if he's an F boy or if she's an F girl. Because <laughs> people slip up all the time on social by liking stuff and commenting on stuff. Mm. And, you know, so you can see what type of person they are. You, I could tell a lot about a person by who they follow. Okay. And what posts they engage with. I mean... I don't sit there and go and research, but I can tell a lot about a person through that. Sure. Um, as far as so that, that helps because you get to really know a person mm. um, and what they like and what they consume their mind with, which is very important because whatever they consume their mind with is going to, you know, spew out of their pores and really spew into your relationship. So if they're looking at a whole bunch of memes of nothingness all day, then, you know, <laughs> then your conversations probably won't be that meaningful, right. you know, but as far as hurting a relationship, too many options. I kind of want to go back to the days where you had to meet somebody at a local bar or an event and have a genuine connection. Now it's, you're going through the page and kind of doing what I said as far it's healthier to do it within a relationship, (laughs) not what before a relationship. Okay. Right. But people will go and automatically judge, judge you if you're social. And for me, it's interesting because my social media, social media is mostly just a highlight reel. You don't see my struggles. You don't see my family often. I post them like once in a while, but I'm very family oriented. Yeah, we see so, you partying in Miami. <laughs> Y'all think, I always give you a hard time. I about know. That. So everybody thinks I'm partying in Miami. The funny thing is, I was like, dang, I don't even post the work that I do in my story when I'm in Miami. So yeah. it's so funny because it's just a highlight reel of the moments that I want to share with everyone. And I don't often show my work. So, or my family. And I'm really big on family. So do you think that that kind of hurts you? Because, okay, if people are checking you out and they're looking, to see they what you got, get to what, know me genuinely. What, what, be, what, what you got going on? They gonna be like, "Oh man, she just she living her best life out there." No, see, for me, social media and my usage, and it's I always trouble with this because I know it's like a digital resume, mm-hmm. um, and I'm a brand. But sometimes I I'm, I just want to be human, you know. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. just if I'm out and I want to sh- like chill with my girls and like ah do something like that's just that moment. But 90% of my day is me behind a laptop or in a meeting or on a call and making moves and doing things. And I think um, my mom said it really today, actually. She was like, oh, my God, I spent one day with you and I understand why you never answer our calls. You know, (laughs) (laughs) but you just never know. Like, I'll be at the gathering spot. I'll be I'll be in one meeting and somebody see me. and Let me talk to you real quick. And it's just it's just constant. So, yeah, the the hurt part is I I think it's just too many options on social and people are automatically just prejudging like me i do it too i'm guilty mm. like the guy that goes to me he didn't have social media and automatically i was like huh it's either one or two things he's hiding something right or you know this is like a really good catch <laughs> <laughs> one extreme or the other one huh? extreme or the other and he probably he was definitely hiding something his fetish wow okay <laughs> <laughs> um do you think you would be where you are today if you had like gotten into a long-term relationship or settled down or had the family life and, and stuff. Cause I, I look at some of my line brothers, not even some anymore, all, all of, them, of them damn near. <laughs> and 
they're family oriented, have mm-hmm. multiple children, and here I am still out here by myself. And not that it's a bad thing, but it's funny because they all look at me. Oh, you're living your best life. I'm like, nah, y'all, y'all got families. But I, I think to myself, would I be where I'm at, or would I be able to move how I'm moving if I did have some of their lives? Do you I, ever think about that sometimes? Absolutely. I'm in my, my mid thirties. I think about that every day. <laughs> um, but would I be who I am today? Absolutely not. And mm. shout out to Kevin Spann, my first like serious real relationship. Um, that was our plan. And when we had, so I, we, we did have a miscarriage and when we had, I was young, I was in my early twenties. And when we went through that process, you know, something he tells me to this day, cause we're still friends. He's like, I'm everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. You wouldn't be who you are today. Right. And he's like, you grinded so hard in your twenties. I see you hustling. You're trying, trying, and you almost thinking you're getting things and people underpaying you or all these type of things. And now look at you, look where you are. I seen all that grind and you wouldn't have been able to be this person if you just would have focused on being my wife. Mm. And I was, he's like, I had to let you go so you could grow. And I was like, that's the best thing you could have ever did for me. Because just wow. yes, now I have my moments where I was like, Oh my gosh, wow. I kind of do want to have a kid or two, Right. but there's so many ways to do that without it having to have, taken over my life that I can do now that I'm fine with if I end up you know having to adopt I'm okay with that okay you know if that's something I really want to do like if it's something that I physically can't do then you know I'll figure it out find a way I mean there's freezing eggs there's all types of things you could do so yeah no I don't regret the process and what I went through because I wouldn't be who I am today and I need to be who I am today so a lot of young girls can understand that you could be from the hood you can think that, you know, that you, you don't never going to make it. You're just going to be a baby mom. So, I mean, I mean, my neighborhood was crazy. And <laughs> I want to be that example that you can. You can actually do it. It may take a long time. Please have patience. Don't sure. get mad at yourself. Don't quit. It took me over 10 years. Don't let TV fool you. That show was great, but it didn't show everything I did over the past 10 plus years. Mm. So you can do it as well. And you can wait. You don't have to change your life to cater to what society says you should do by certain times certain ages Mm. well said last question okay do you feel like you can have it all meaning the career the success the money and the relationship absolutely there's a russell wilson somewhere for me (laughs) (laughs) so russell's the gold standard now i mean that's what that's what it is because but do women really want a a russell wilson what do you mean really want a russell wilson like i mean i guess I guess I look at Sierra's track record and she had to go through all like those different phases and stuff and the athletes, the the rappers, the trappers, whoever. And then finally she woke up and was like, you know what? I want a good, nice Christian man. I don't think that was the case. I y'all think, think y'all so? are looking at it incorrectly. I think she just always wanted a good, nice man and the environment she was in dictated a specific type of guy okay. or that's who approached her. Um, but I, I don't think that was ever something that she never was after or even looking at Megan Good and her relationship. Like, I I feel the same way. She just was patient and just grew through whatever she was going through. But she also focused on her career, her success, her That's finance. Right. So I think it can be done. It's just that we need to have some sort of conference led by those two men to teach you all men, you know, that are older to stop trying to eat your cake and have it too. OK, and be OK with dating a successful black woman. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Listen, I'm here for it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead and give your, uh, your, your DM or your, 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 um, 
<laughs> your social so people can slide up in your DM. <laughs> there you go. Slide up in the DM. Slide up saying? in the DM. That good man out there. Hello. The next Russell Wilson. There you go. Let's talk. Let's <laughs> go ahead, talk. Go ahead and slide up Cougarism in that DM. Cougarism is real. I have no ageism. Oh, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> Crystal Garner, spelled correctly, K-R-Y-S-T-A-L-G-A-R-N as in Nancy E-R and as across all social platforms. I even have a TikTok. There it is. Well, I appreciate you checking in. Once again, this was the Successful and Single Podcast. My name is Josh J1 Rayford. You can follow me at Poster Child J1. Until next time, be safe and keep God first.